Welcome back to the Top Step Episode 6. This is a playoff-themed episode. We're going to hear from Grant. He has been to the playoffs a ton, way more than a lot of most players in history. It is really hard to, to a, first of all, it's hard to get to the big leagues. Number two, it's hard to even sniff the playoffs. I've known guys who played for a long time, never played in the playoffs. One of them, one of the greats, Felix Hernandez, never played in the playoffs. Grant dives into what it's like that first time running out in the Yankee Stadium, what it's like being eliminated, what happens after the game, how long it takes, everything else. And we also dive in, in that's grouse, our Aussie segment, stories of when we grew up playing as kids and some funny stories, some epic speeches from coaches. Too funny. Anyway, before we get into it, make sure you go subscribe. You know the deal. Share this with your mates. We're building a great community. We've got some great feedback. Go on Facebook. There's the Top Step community page. You can find it. You can join, interact, uh, interact with me, Grant, uh, and the rest of the, uh, the the community in there. But hey, this has been a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun off season doing this week in and week out. Hopefully, this gets you through that commute, gets you through that workout, and you can just have a couple much needed laughs. Okay, that's enough from me. Please welcome Grant Balfour as he joins me right here on the Rockstar. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. And six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches it clear. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He, he is, as you mentioned, Jim, He's amped up, he talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Grant, how are we doing, champion? What is news, mate? Hey, mate, how you going? You've had a pretty hectic morning. Before we got on, we were a little delayed getting to the podcast today, but... Uh, Getting a, what, were you getting a boat sold or a truck sold? That giant, that famous truck you've got. Oh. If hopefully uh, let it go here and uh, and someone else can enjoy life with it. It's been good to me. What kind of truck is that? Uh, it's a Freightliner, custom built Freightliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just your just your average car. You go get up the road, grab some milk, mate, and yeah. you know some what, bread, what? loaf of bread, and come home. Oh, yeah. 50 bucks in gas to go get bread and milk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go up the local shops, cost you 50 bucks in petty. Oh, cost you a bloody fortune. It does have the tr- the uh, the truck, the horn, right? Yeah, yeah it'll blow, yeah, blow them off the road. You hit, <laughs> hit the air horn, mate, and they go, they go left and right out of the we, way. You might have to post some pictures of that up on uh, the Top Step podcast, up on social media for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's get into it. Today's episode is more of a playoff theme episode. We are into the playoffs right now, but we always start. Now, I haven't given you a heads up on this word. We always start with the word of the day. It's an Australian word to educate our American listeners and for the Aussies to sort of sit along and critique us. Like we have been critiqued all over the place with some of these Aussie subjects. That's okay. All right, Grant, the word of the day, crook. (laughs) What does it mean? Oh, mate. I suppose if you're over here and you heard the word of the day crook, you'd think maybe some bloke that was um, robbing a robbing a bank or something or whatever. But if you're crook, 
crook back home, mate. You might have the COVID virus. You're crook. <laughs> sick as a dog. You're you might sick. have a spicy cock. Yeah. You're that crook. Means sick. Sick. So sick. basically, oh, are you feeling crook, mate? <laughs> nah, mate, I'm good. I was about I'm to say that. I, I, I didn't hear from you this morning when we were ready to roll. I was like, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe he's feeling crook. Maybe he's got the sniffles. <laughs> yeah, having a hard time getting out of bed, mate. But no, nah, I was all right. I was up early. I might be getting older, but I'm a spring chicken and get out of bed, mate. Yeah. Ready to go. All right. So the challenge, just like last last week's episode, you have to throw the word crook, not not crook as in robbing a bank or flogging in someone's purse or whatever. Crook yeah. as in feeling sick. So you have to slide that into the conversation later yeah. on the episode. And you can't, here's the rule too, you can't do it in the Aussie segment either because that's just too right. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you're talking like a bogan. All right. So we've got, yeah. we've got, a, we've got a playoff theme today. Grant, you've spent way more time than a lot of players have, and that that goes for the history of the game played in the playoffs. You really have, man. When you look at some of the numbers, you went 03, you were there. You weren't on the on the playoff roster that first series. 25 years old, and then again the next year with the Twins, then <clears> with the Tampa Bay Rays a couple times, then with the Oakland A's. Dude, like there are so many guys out there. We've talked about this. Never even sniffed the playoffs. Played 15 years, never even sniffed the playoffs. I do want to ask yeah. you, man, because we had a huge weekend here in Seattle. The Mariners were so close to getting in. All my Mariner fans listening, amazing weekend. You turned out. I've never seen T-Mobile Park or heard T-Mobile Park sound like that, dude. It was insane, man. Yeah, I bet, mate. It was, um, I mean, hey, they were they were right there till the end. I suppose at the end of the day, I guess it's that's all you can ask for. They, you know, they're a team that probably the most improved out of the giants were obviously a huge surprise. No one expected them to do that. Everyone's predicted them to win 70 something games. And yeah, he's nearly won 170 games. There's only <laughs> 162 in the season, but they nearly did it. No, uh, and then no, no one was talking about them either. You know, the giants just kept creeping nah. up, creeping up and just, oh, now you got 107 wins. Unreal, dude. Yeah. So it was a lot of, a lot of teams, obviously a lot of great surprise teams. And there was a couple of teams that were, you know, could have done a lot better. So, but Seattle Mariners, mate, during the season, obviously, I know you're out there working for them and doing a lot of stuff with them. And yeah, they're just slowly creeping up. And Oakland's a great team and they passed them and they're right on the heels of um, the Astros there too for a while. Yeah, it, it was nuts. And and I, there was, I was looking through, you know, you and your, your career playing with teams, small market teams, big market teams. Your first experience with the playoffs was with the Twins, but you guys were expected to get there, right? You had a gun, you had a gun side. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. We, we we did have pretty strong teams in the early two thousands. The Twins they were uh, they were winning the Central Division most years over there. They were pretty strong. Uh, I know O one they were there. Geez, O two. I'm not sure if they're O two, but I know O three. So yeah, and O four. They they were pretty solid through those early two thousands. So um, I was there in O three. I can remember it. Or uh, in New York. So it was the Yankees up against the Yankees in old Yankee stadium, mate. It wasn't the new one. It was the old one, the old, uh, the old, the old skeletons, the old, uh, Bay Bruce and, and the likes. And uh, you're in, um, you're in October and it's, uh, cold and dreary nights up there in New York. The lights are on, it's dark. And it's just an eerie feeling about that stadium. It's packed house, you know, 50,000 in there. And it, honestly, it's, it's, it's an awesome atmosphere. It's cold. You know, you're throwing the jackets on, it's just this different feeling all over from the season ends and you go into the playoffs and it's it's really something special. 2003, you mentioned you weren't on the playoff roster, but you were there in Yankee Stadium. But then 04, 
Do you remember the first game? Because we've talked about it a little bit. And you yeah. remember coming in after Johan Santana going two innings, which was you know massive game four. But that was in Minnesota. Do you remember that your first game? Game two, Brad Radke pitched. You had to come in, clean up his mess a little bit. Mate, uh, all I can remember was I was making the mess usually. Uh, like Radke, he, he was pretty solid. But, um, yeah, he, he was starting for us. He was our, our ace, our go-to guy. He was usually – I think he might have been the one or two back then. Not too sure with Santana. It was right around that time where he was – you know, taking over his ace. But yeah, just coming in after him, uh, grabbing a couple outs there, you know, in that relief role in the Yankee Stadium. And um, and and just like I said, in that atmosphere and that environment, it was uh, I don't know, mate. It's it's hard to describe, I suppose. It's you know, the the feeling you get when you're out there, it's just it changes from the regular season. It really does. It it's um, you know, everything's on the line, you know that it's a must, you know, it's kind of like must win games every night you're out there trying to win, you know. When you say changes from the regular season, and and because yeah. I was watching like you know, on the weekend, I'm watching these guys. Logan Gilbert, he's 24 years old. Yeah, you know, pitching a must win against the A's. Um, you know, to 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 you know finish up his his rookie year and, and everything else. Yeah, but you look at that now. That's not the playoffs, but that was hectic, man. I was just going back, you know, to to yep. certain days where you there's just a different feeling where the game means and of course it means a lot in the regular season but the game means everything on the line hectic you mentioned too old yankee stadium now nothing against the new place is awesome i've played in both yeah. as well yeah you, know, you play in september all the playoffs in yankee, september and october in yankee stadium dude it is insane man that let's yeah. go yankees starts up yeah. In that old dingy bullpen, you walk out, everyone's just yeah. lighting you up behind you. And especially being how young you were, on it wasn't like you were around a bunch of young guys either. I mean, you were around a bunch yeah. of salty vets. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was as salty as it gets, mate. <laughs> like a big jar of salty peanuts, mate. It was good, though, because you had a lot of veterans, a lot of guys that had, um, you know, had experience in the playoffs that I could talk to and, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously you don't want to change anything, right? As a player, you just want to go out there and do the same thing. But the actual feeling, like the atmosphere and just knowing you're in the playoffs and the hype of it all, yeah, it's just, man. it's different. You're not going out there doing anything different, but it's just a different feeling. You know what I mean? Like that type of play where tonight, it's just a huge game in the playoffs, you know, like game one, game two, you can turn it around and it's just, it's a short series and you either go home or you continue to go on. You know, 2008, obviously with the Rays, that's when you're more of a, you're more of a veteran presence. You, you and for you too, just personally, coming back from everything you went through the years before that, here you are, 2008, on a team that no one was expecting to do what you guys did. You went to a World Series, pitching in a World Series. Yeah. But you went from, and this is what I kind of draw the, the parallel here with the Mariners. Yeah. You go, you're in Tropicana Field. And yeah. it's not like they're selling out the ballpark night in, night out, all season long, right? Nah, not at all. At what point did the fans kind of jump on in 2000 to say, man, this team's actually pretty good. We might actually in the AL East go to the playoffs. You know what? Without sort of uh, critiquing or anything, I, I, I'm not sure that it ever there – were, there were certain series that got packed, but it wasn't like every day, you know, come August, September, we were packed. It was sort of more just each series, you know. We'd, but uh, they definitely rallied us, and I know everybody in the town was was all about it. You know, I mean, some of the first success that this club had ever had, right? They they're always kind of the bottom dwellers, whatever you want to call them, wooden spooners. So you know, it wasn't much to really get hype about. 
but we started doing all kinds of crazy stuff. We we did the Mohawks that year. I don't know if you can remember stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Uh, we guys would be you know shaving their heads and and painting their their hair blue, and and then the fans started doing it. So we really kind of brought the fans in yeah. to the clubhouse in a way, into the made the team and the fans all one. So there was a lot of people that really jumped on that. Like I said, I mean, there's, there's some series where, you know, you, you'd be like, geez, you know, we're, we're first place here. Like, what, you know, where is everyone? But you knew they were watching. It just wasn't always at the stadium. You know, there is, there's yeah. still a big following here, though. The thing is, too, and I thought about this this weekend, last weekend with the, with the, with the Mariners. Everyone's like, well, where are the, where are the, like, they're playing the A's. Must yeah. win. You know, middle of the week. It was loud, but it was 12,000 people there. I'm talking Tuesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. And everyone's sort of asking, sitting there, and go, where are all the fans? This isn't, you know, this is not a baseball town. You should be ashamed of yourself, this and that. Let's yeah. not forget. You know, and to the fans' credit here, and also with yeah. Tampa Bay, let's not forget yeah. with Seattle's situation, you've got 20 years of a playoff drought. That takes yeah. a long time to repair. It really does. And with Tampa, yeah. in their beginning of their existence, was just shit on the field every friggin' day. They're, like, what, what yeah. do you expect, man? You know, what do you expect? It takes a lot to get the fans to say, you know what? All right, I'm buying in on buying into this team. I mean, I mean, you're right there. And at the same time, there's the thing too, where it's a very new franchise. So I think they, they say a lot about it here was, you know, you've got a team that's very new, you know, and then a lot of people that move down to Florida and live here are all, you know, Yankees, Red Sox fans, people coming from, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, New York, moving down here. So they're, you know, homebred like Yankees fans or whatever. And now we're starting to get into the generation where the kids that grew up here when the Rays started are now, you know, in their 20s yeah. and mid-20s and, and starting to bring their kids to the game and start to get more of a following. So I'm hoping that that intrigues more and more people uh, to the Rays. And I, I know the other night they just dropped the banner here in Tampa, uh, the Rays up down in downtown Tampa. Uh, a couple of questions were asked about, you know, will there be a new stadium, this and that? And they said they'll do whatever they can to keep the Rays in town. So, you know, I'm assuming that something in the near future, you know? The other thing too is, and what I noticed as well, <clears throat> the minute you, the team, you could be a young player. And there, there's a bunch of guys out there. Like baseball in the U.S., and this is a little bit different to Australia. Yes, it's a national game. Like obviously you play coast to coast. But it yeah. is so, if this is even a word, regionalized. Like, for example, when I play for the Seattle Mariners, you know, people yeah. follow the team in Seattle. You know, yeah. Obviously, you got some, and, and obviously the states around it. But the minute you get to the playoffs, now you're on that national stage. Oh, yeah. Right? And everything changes. The minute all that stuff kicks off, like I was talking to Liam Hendricks the other day, he's going to join us uh, next couple episodes. Um, you know, just to talk about everything, what he's going on, what's going on with him with the White Sox and everything else. Yeah, you know, he said, when when you get to the playoffs, all of a sudden it kicks off. There's all this hype and this extra stuff yeah. that you have to go through. So all of a sudden, Tampa, which is this underdog, new yeah. franchise with no one's coming into Tropicana Field, you know, just trying to survive in the ALS. Now all of a sudden in the playoffs, not only that, they go to the World Series. Yeah. It changes everything, right? Ah, uh, does it? Yeah, they're on the telly, what they call Bally Sports now. But um, you know they're on the they're on the TV on the national you know TBS and yeah. you know MLB Network sort of you know all the games all the way through and like you said the games have been playing or showed all over the world and, and and that's the difference too in the playoffs like from 
going to 08 there, we started out obviously first year, uh, first series, I'm sorry, playing against the White Sox. So we have a, we have a tough series there, but we, we knocked them out. And then you move on to uh, the Red Sox, to the ALCS. And now from the division series to the championship series, there's more hype, there's more media, there's less teams, so all the media are following everything. So now, I mean, there's so many more obligations before the game. So you got to get there to the field a little bit earlier because, you know, you're going to be asked a bunch of questions from way more media than what you were. There's not going to be two or three like there was during the regular season. Yeah, yeah There's going to be 33. So, yeah, there's going to be 30 beat riders there, and they're all going to want to talk to you and ask the questions. So, And you want to keep your routine because you don't want to change anything. Like from the regular season, like I said, you, you want to keep that routine and make sure you're ready. you got to be ready to play the game. You're not there just to yeah. answer to the media, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, i got to go out and play tonight, and I didn't yeah. even do my pregame. So you, you do have to give yourself a little more time to get to the field. and Things like that are things that, you know, I learned along the way. And some of them, you know, you ask other people and, and they'll let you know, yeah, once you get to the World Series, mate, like there's, that place is packed. Like you try to walk behind home plate or just walk out onto the field to go throw like in a regular season game. Yeah, there might be 10 or 15 people out there. There's 100 people out there on the field. You can barely move, you know? Yeah, wow. So it's different. What about, to you, you mentioned playing the Red Sox you know, in the American League Championship Series. They're coming yeah. off to obviously 2004. They break the curse. They won the World Series the year before 07. They're the big dogs, man. And here you are. Oh, yeah. Did you feel like you and your teammates in the clubhouse sitting there going, fuck, man, like, is yeah. anyone give us a chance to win? Because everyone, I mean, they got a huge fan base worldwide, the whole thing. No offense to Tampa. Oh, yeah. You guys must have no. been sitting there going, like, having a gut full of that, surely. Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, we rallied in that clubhouse and we just, we didn't care about, any other team or what they did or what they'd done. We just had a bunch of, you know, blokes that went out there and hard nosed baseball. You know, when we got to that point, we're like, damn, look, hey, we're here. Let's, you know, we're going to give it everything we got. And um, and we just snuck home and, 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 and got them. But uh, there was a couple of speed bumps along the way. One, one for me too. Game five. Overall, <laughs> overall yeah, game five was a horror game for me. Um, other than that was, was great, but yeah. And then we, we got him in, in game seven there, which was almost like a win in the world series in, in some respects. When you go back and look at, you know, that game seven and the last out and Aki jumping up after touching second base. And then it was just like, holy crap, I'm going to play in a world series, you know, like that's insane. How good is this? That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Game five. You mentioned that Casimir pitches go six shutout. And you yeah. come in, go two thirds of an innings, give up four runs. That was horrible. I was like, "What? Why did we take him out?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but we've been solid. I mean, to everyone's credit, we had been so solid all year in the bullpen. Like we yeah. really had a great year, and that was just a meltdown game for myself included. Take full responsibility. This bloody horrible bit of a nightmare game and one one you'd want to forget for sure. But luckily, we came back and won the series, and then. Uh, Went on to the World Series and it was good. Yeah, because I'm I'm just looking at this. You guys smashed game one. They took two nothing. Game two, you guys won. Game three, yep. you guys won. Game four, you guys won. You guys are like, yeah, sweet. Game five, yep. you have the meltdown. Game six, they win. Yep. Are you at that point thinking to yourself, oh man, we're this freaking close. But this is but this is the Boston Red Sox veteran team, huge budget. Obviously, everything else that goes with it. You guys, yeah, 
That was uh, the pressure was on tightening the screws for sure. You know, make we had it there where we probably should have taken the series there in game five and honestly knocked them out four games to to one. That would have been an easy rollover. Yeah, they fought back and like they've done before in the past. I mean, you saw what they did to the, the Yankees that one year. You know, I mean, they were Yankees were up yeah. what three nothing. It came back and won four straight, which was insane. Went on to win the World Series. Yeah, luckily for us, uh, we had um old DP David Price, the old backup, backup closer. He <laughs> was there. And um, that was his first year in the big leagues, actually. That guy was throwing a million. So. That was nuts, man. Because just his story, too. And obviously, everyone knows David Price now. But the dude basically, what, quit baseball. He comes yeah. in, first-round pick, come, gets to the big leagues. First year in the friggin' big leagues. I don't even know how long he was pitching before that, that season. Put it this way, man. You can yeah. talk about the Boston Red Sox all you want. There was so much attention on David Price because oh, yeah. of his story and everything else. And just how he just mowed down these friggin' Red Sox. I remember watching that just... Yeah. I was in, I remember I was getting treatment on my elbow at like a, at the physio, <laughs> someone, the Mariners, everyone yeah, yeah, the Mariners, yeah. I stuck around after the season. Here I am jumping up yeah. and down on, on the, uh, on the training table uh, <laughs> after the season, I was going nuts. And then Bryce would come in. I'm like, damn, this is over. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. No, nah, mate, he, he was, um, he'd, he'd had some time in double A and triple A and he was dominating down there. He was a starter. Yeah, they brought him out of the pen that series. He was throwing high octane 90s and mid to high 90s or wherever he was at. And yeah, he put a nail in a coffin there for the Red Sox and moved us on to the World Series for that was awesome. Hey, where'd the cowbell come from? Uh, I guess one of the fans out there gets, you know, someone gets it started. I should know the history behind that. I'll, I might have to dig into it. Here's one for you. Now, a couple of these times, now you went to the World Series, right? Yeah. But every single time you went to the playoffs, no World Series wins, right? You're kidding. No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, no. Talk about because, nah. you know, you, you see this all over baseball. The Blue Jays got eliminated. The Mariners got eliminated. And, I, and you know, sitting up in that in the uh, in the booth during the weekend, I could kind of feel it, just that complete wave of yeah. emotion. When you get eliminated, yeah. talk me through that, man. What goes on? So you, the minute you know you've lost the game, right, yeah. you have this. And you, you're, a, you're an emotional dude. We've all seen you on the, on the mound. What? How long until you like can look some look your teammates in the eye and just have a normal conversation? Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, you know, we went to the World Series and lost, and we we're like, damn, you know, like you go that far, you go all the way, yeah, to lose at the World Series. Uh, you know, we we had it right there in our hands, an opportunity to win the whole thing, and you didn't get it. It's a hard pill to swallow. And then 2010, uh, 2010, we went back to the playoffs with the Rays. Yeah, I go to Oakland, um, 2012 and 2013, go back-to-back years against Detroit to the playoffs. We went to game five in both of those, and Verlander shut us out. Basically, eight shutout innings, I think he threw them in 12 and like, uh, 2012 and eight and nine and shutout complete game shutout in, in like 13 or whatever it was right. uh, of game fives. He just basically mowed us down in game five, gave us no chance to, to even move on. And those were just, those were some of the worst because it was like back to back years. We get beat from these yeah. guys. And it's like, you know, if you move on, they ended up going on to the world series and you think to yourself, man, if we could have won that game five, you know, that could be us sitting there in the world series and you're yeah. sitting at home and you don't even really get a chance to talk that much to your teammates. You're kind of like doing that phase where you know you've just, you know, had that opportunity, but you didn't get to move forward. And then you pack your bags up and you're basically going home, right? Because you there's yeah, you know, maybe you travel back home 
you know, to your hometown and then everyone just takes off, you know, it's like, you know, everyone just heads home for the year. And then, you know, you come back next spring training and you know what happened, you know, what happened at the end of last year, but now you got to move on. It's a new season and you got to, you know, keep going, but yeah, it takes a few weeks to, and you, know, you sit there going home and you turn TV on the world series is on. You're like, man, we could be sitting there yeah, playing man. in that, you know, it's funny, man, because from an outside perspective, looking in, you guys get to the world series. No one expects you to do it. And there's the bang. What have we got today? Citrus, orange, unicorn. What have we got? Cotton candy, mate. Just <laughs> that, very I, I, had, I had to have a drink after that. God. No, I sure. I bet. I get understand. Me, get me back in, in action. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, not that I think this way, but I've heard people say this all the time. Well, man, they got to the World Series. What an amazing, it's an amazing achievement. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But from an outsider's perspective, it's one of these things. And, you know, even when you watch kids and stuff and it's that participation award and everything else, you look at it and say, well, like for the Mariners, for example, there's a lot of, oh, wow, they did so great. They won 90 games and they're above expectations, which is all well and good. But when you uh. are in that moment and you know that, man, I could make to the playoffs. And let's not forget, this may be the only chance. For example, Kyle Seeger, right? Kyle Seeger yeah. left the Mariners um, on Sunday. Big, yeah. big send-off, curtain call. It was very emotional. He's in tears. Yeah. Let's say he goes to a team. He's 33 years old. Let's say, let's say he goes, he's this close to going to the, the, the playoffs with a team yeah. that he's never made to the playoffs with. Yeah, yeah. Let's say he goes off and plays for, I don't know, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. 33, yep. and then for the next six years, they don't make the playoffs in the AL West. He, it's, you must go back to that and go, fuck, man, we're that close. So, my, yeah, my yeah. point missed opportunity. It must take a good, rock solid couple of weeks of just coming down off this massive high. Like you said, yep. watching the games, going, shit, man, that could have been us, dude. Yeah, it's like you said, you know, you, you know, blokes, and I know blokes who played 10, 15 years in the big leagues. Not just playing baseball, but in the big leagues, and never, never got an opportunity to play in a postseason game. That on its own is pretty tough. When you walk away for, and some of those players were, were really good players that had um, great credentials, but you know, just were on teams that didn't go to the playoffs. So, you know, when you look back at it and you think, "Well, I was I was lucky to you know get to the playoffs," or you know, maybe a guy like that spent 10 years with, with Seattle and, you know, and never got to the playoffs and he was one game away. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, you know, it's just that one that got away, you know, you know, I sit here now retired and think, geez, you know, like mo majority of the time I got knocked out in the ALDS, you know, other than, other than the one year that we went to the world series, I always got knocked out in the first round twice right, with the right. twins, twice with Oakland and the other time we got knocked out in 2010 with the Rays was in the first round as well. Yeah. So it was like, God, it, was a hard, it was a hard one. Bob Melvin or Joe Madden or, you know, Ron Gardenhide, do you remember, do they, yeah. do they have like a little team meeting? Yeah, I think, I think they used to come in and they would, they'd have a talk and say, look, you know, I give you the, I'm, I'm real proud of you blokes. And, you know, we, we accomplished so much this season and whatnot. And, yeah, obviously it's a, it's a shame we couldn't move on and, you know, obviously, you know, they're going to try to soften the blow a little bit there, but everyone deep down walks out of there going, damn it, you know, we, we came this far, wish we could have gone a little further, right?
you remember specifically anything being said that you're like, man, that you, you'll never forget, or, or it's just the, just the usual. Uh, I mean, they must be the thing is with them too. They here they are sitting there. Obviously, they they've done a great job getting you to the playoffs and this and that. But yeah. what do you say, man? Like, yeah, after I don't know, you know, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard for anyone, right? I mean, because when you, you win, out there and when, when you when you win, everyone's popping champagne. Yeah, I mean, you could say something quick. Yeah. You could say. You could say boo, mate, and they'd just be like, yeah. yeah, good, great speech. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, that's it. There's there's really nothing said other than just hearing the the sound of uh, the the bottles popping, really, yeah. when you win. But uh, but when you lose, it's like a dagger right in the heart, mate, and it's oh, yeah. and it hurts. Like I said, I think it's just more or less coming in to to let you know they're proud of you as a as a manager. Obviously, you know, come back next year and and the whole talk, you know, but um Sometimes there isn't next year, you know, that opportunity doesn't come. I remember my really, well, not my only, I mean, there was times where I played meaningful games, stuff like that. I never got a chance playing in the, in the playoffs. And I'm watching these dudes, you know, with the Mariners finishing up. I'm like, ah, oh, so jealous, man. I'm watching that gun. I couldn't imagine oh, yeah. on that stage, you know, closest yeah. I got was, you know, we were in the gold medal game against Cuba and in, in the 2004 yeah. Olympics, it was awesome. But everyone remembers the game against Japan. No one remembers the gold medal game, and, you know, and, yeah. and I, and I, you know, I, I get a chance to pitch in that gold medal game, but it was a loss. So it's like, it was yeah. like a blur. I, I remember, yeah. I distinctly remember sitting in the bullpen, the game against Japan that we beat one yeah. nothing. Then yeah. I do pitch in the gold medal game. You know yeah. I mean? Well, good, good memories, mate. That's good. Good that the good memories stick and not the, you know, the loss, I suppose. But at the end of the day, you guys were, I don't know what your expectations were. Obviously, you go to the win, you plan to go and win gold, right? Maybe it was a little bit of a surprise for you or whatnot. Absolutely. We we got to that Olympic um, village, man, the Australian Olympic baseball team. And look, everyone's like, who are you blokes? Like, no one one gave a shit. If you weren't swimming or you weren't, you know, one of the tennis players or whatever. Ian Thorpe or something at the time. Yeah, we're just Never. a bunch of muppets taking up space. That's how it was yeah. when we first got there. All of a sudden, we start winning. Next thing you know, we 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 get a chance. To win yeah, we get a chance to win a medal. Next thing you know, um, uh, what's his name? Peter Brock. Remember the 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 oh, race? Oh yeah, card? Brocky. He was like an honorary. Uh, it was so funny. Yeah, because he was an honorary st- for me in two thousand as well. Right. So he was yeah. there. Right. So he's in the village in the early days. Yeah, we got a couple of blokes on the team who, you know, into obviously into the uh, oh, right. supercars. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, Brocky, how you going? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. Yeah, I don't know. Who you are. Yeah. Next thing you know, all of a sudden we're like. You know, winning. He's rocking up to our uh, to our dorm rooms. Hey, fellas! We're like, hey, yeah. we were here two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It yeah. was so funny, mate. I never forget that, man. I remember no one expected us to do anything, but it was, yeah. you know, it, it was full on. But I do remember this. I was stoked we got a silver medal. Don't get me wrong. I was like, shit, I got a silver medal. This is great, no, yeah. mate. I, I was jealous. I didn't get. That was the one year I didn't get to play because I was up in the big leagues, so yeah, I right. couldn't play for Australia. Then I was like, I played in two thousand. Yeah, and I think we came seventh. We were hopeless. You know, yeah, right. I actually had a pretty good series, mind you. But you know, that, that's beyond. but as a team, we just we didn't perform. You know, well, um, I remember John Diebel, um, Deebs was the 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 manager for you guys in two thousand. Then two thousand four, yeah. he was with us again. But in two thousand, yeah. apparently, as he puts it, and if he's listening, he will probably nod his head and agree with this. But he said in two thousand, everyone was just so smitten by the fact that oh shit, we're at the we're at the Olympics. It was yeah. like. 
the thing you were talking about earlier, when you had all the hundred reporters behind the plate, you get so yeah. caught up in, you know, the, the, the magnitude the of the event. Yeah. The hype. Yeah. And he said, everyone, you know, blokes were off watching events and just having a great time. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Kathy Freeman, the 400. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're supposed to start tonight. You're watching the 400. <laughs> Where's that start? <laughs> Exactly. So 2004, man, we went into 2004 and he said the rules were no events, can't leave yeah. the Olympic Village. Like oh, it was, yeah. it was under lock and key, man. And, but oh, we're like, yeah. oh, man, cause I, I thought for a split second going into it, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going, I'm an Olympian. Sweet. I'm going to the Olympics. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to go watch the hundred meters. I'm going to go watch yeah. the whatever. Yeah. Dude, he, he said it straight, man. He goes, I'm not doing what we did in 2000. He goes, cause we had yeah. a good team and it, yeah. it was, 2000 Olympics, everyone was just, I couldn't even find my team. I mean, we're playing yeah, a game yeah. that night. Guys are off watching, <laughs> watching the uh, bloody high yeah. jump, shot put, swimming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, mate. Yeah, because we we went into that. We won the Intercontinental Cup in 1999. Like, right. Exactly. Get, That's what, yeah. Get us into that. We won the gold medal. I was on the mound actually closing that out, which I was, um, yeah, so I was pretty pumped up. You can see some video. I was giving it to the Cubans. Yeah, so we uh, we finished them off, won a gold medal, and the boys are all you know pumped up. We're going to go off to the Olympics the following year, but yeah, yeah, big big disappointment that year. Actually, the US won that. So you know, it's funny about that. A couple things. Number one, you mentioned that Intercontinental Cup, which is a huge deal, and yeah. Australia for the first time really won something on a world stage, and that's why yeah. Debs was going into two thousand thinking, well, we've got a chance here. Number one. Number yeah. two, I mean, I remember that distinct. I was in high school, man. I remember that distinctly. You know, yeah. um, you guys winning that thing and thinking, "Oh, this is amazing." And then, and then, two thousand four, we beat Japan. And then years after that, man, like Japan was still buttered over the whole thing. I played yeah. with Kenji, Kenji Jojima was my catcher. In, oh yeah, he, that's right. He, he was basically, obviously, not in these words, but he was like, "How the fuck did you guys beat us?" <laughs> <laughs> It came up multiple uh, yeah. times, man. It, it was funny, but uh, playing for Australia, there's, there's nothing better. Now, I want to transition yeah. into our Aussie segment. That's grouse. Now, let's keep it playoff theme, right? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about young Grant Balfour, 12 years old. Yeah, mate. Going, going off to a gala day, going off, yeah. <laughs> going off to his baseball tournaments. I want to talk about growing up playing baseball in Australia. Yeah. First of all, I don't know about you, Grant. I grew up, I went to Newey High, all right, Newcastle High School. Yeah. You played baseball there, mate. You were soft. You, you know, what yeah. are you doing? You're not playing rugby. How was it for yeah. you, mate, at high school? Well, I went to, I went to a rugby high school. So <laughs> in high school, I didn't even play baseball in high school. It wasn't played at my high school, right. you know, like, so I just played on the weekends. So unless, now no one really knew. I, I played on the rugby team at school. So I played some rugby for uh, the school there, rugby and rugby league team. You know, you'd play on both. Yeah. And uh, I mean, people knew I played baseball, but only a selected few kind of thing because I was playing on the weekends, you know, I'm playing yeah. club ball. Yeah, so I wasn't too bad, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I played I played a couple of games of high school footy, right? And that was just yeah. to keep them off my back because the fact that yeah, I was too scared to yeah. play footy, play a real sport. I literally went over to like I went over to play professional baseball when I was 18. Yeah. Every offseason I come back and I'd still have some some of my footy mates say to me, hey, hey, when are you done with your, your little baseball tour over in the States? When are you <laughs> because we've got a good yeah. third grade team <laughs> you can play uh, on. No. no idea, right? No idea, mate. No idea. No idea what you what you're looking to do. Yeah. But growing up, mate, I never forget going to the Nationals every year. Back in the day, it was under-14s and then under-16s, yeah. under-18s. 
That was oh, the man. best, man. You'd go to like, oh. and back in the day too, you'd go to like different cities. So I remember going to Adelaide, you know, getting on the plane. Yep. You felt big time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I can remember uh, a lot of stuff like the Pitwater Cup. I don't even remember something like that. <laughs> it was called the Pitwater Cup. We'd go over to Manly, over that way. Manly Moringa, playing the Pitwater Cup. It was like, ah, oh, it was big, mate. You had to, you know, and you'd be there all weekend. Saturday, Sunday, and because it's about an hour drive, so you know we'd stay in a hotel over there because you yeah. have to get up and play early the next morning. You end up playing like six games to get to the championship game, you know. And then uh, yeah, you'd go to school Monday morning. You know, you have the trophy on your shelves when you got home. <laughs> there used to win it all, and then you had the uh, you know you go and play in the tournaments for hills, you know, or the or the regional tournaments like you said, and then yeah, the nationals, mate, where we uh, give it to the Melbourneites here a little bit and just let them know that. Yeah, six six straight years uh, that I was in the nationals, we um, knocked them out every every time, mate. So they haven't forgotten. You know, we we both came from the same state, New South Wales, but I played for New South Wales country. You played for yeah. New South Wales. Now it's yeah. I think it's completely different now. They do have New uh, South Wales country. I don't even know how it works now. But yeah. um, New South Wales, mate, you guys were like the Yankees. Yeah, you know, we were like the freaking yeah. we were the shit kickers, mate. New South Wales country. There was a couple yeah. of years. Uh, it was a couple of years. You guys went all right. Yeah. yeah, you had Chris Snelling, Adam Morrissey, guys like that. You're yeah, but I, I remember you uh, had had a couple of good solid teams there and you give us a run for our money. Yeah, it was uh, New South Wales. Yeah, we were we, we usually went up against Melbourne for the for the you know for Victoria. the big one. Yeah, Victoria. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we usually well we we did we knocked them out every year, mate. <laughs> I remember that under fourteens, mate. We had um, New South Wales country. New South Wales were in the final for for the nationals in Adelaide. Just, yeah. It was the World Series for me, mate. It was insane. Yeah. And I'll never forget, at that age, you come out, and this is what cracks me up about you know kids that age too, because yeah. they get so caught up in you know who's good, who's, who who sucks, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, playing, and we knew New South Wales were good. We played them that week you know, in, in the preliminary. Yeah. Yeah. We rock up and there's this kid. I'll never forget. He's, we look over the other side. We're like, who's warming up over there? This kid looked like he was 17 years old, throwing absolute gas, mate. I'm like, who is? And off the 14s, like the kid's distance. Yeah, yeah. Ben, if he's listening or his family's listening, Ben Rowland. I don't know if you, if that name ever came across your desk, uh, mate. This yeah. kid was frigging, he's not a kid anymore, was massive. Yeah. And we're looking at this, all of a sudden we're all amped up, you know, play, like throwing out in the outfield. He gets on the mound, zap, zap. <laughs> <We've got> no <laughs> chance against this kid. And yeah. we're in the dugout, like everyone's flat as, right? Everyone's like, oh, we've got no shot there. We got flogged, right? <laughs> yeah. no. But everyone's in the dugout, talk it up. Let's hear some talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to get it going in the yeah. dugout. Get off, get off the bench. You had to stand up against that that chain link yeah. fence, you know, going nuts. Yeah, everyone's moping, head down. Oh, good Might time. even get a couple of tears at that age. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then years after that, mate, we didn't do it. The New South Wales country, my age group, we did nothing. I do remember that. We did dominate the Whoopi Cup up in Wargooga, Cops Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> Still hold the Whoopi Cup. Bloody oath, smashing the uh, all the all the uh, canteen food. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Get the seven, seven eight, you... bacon egg roll. Nah, I know I'm not supposed to do it in this segment, but that'll make you crook, mate. All this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 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 Too many lollies, mate. Yeah, dude. That, we... That'll rot your teeth. <laughs> 
have to go to the sick bay. <laughs> yeah, call in sick. Speaking of, mate, yeah, Whoopi Cup. I think we dominated that. Then we went to the Coasties Cup. On, on oh, yeah, the Cup. Coasties. I remember going up and playing in a couple of Coasties um, tournaments. Up the so never, never forget, mate. Big shout out. To, up there. Big shout out to Super Coach. Listen to this story, mate. So we had this bloke, Steve Duff, right? Yeah. Hey, let's paint the picture a little bit. This guy, first of all, we went to Adelaide under 14s. He was the New South Wales country coach. This guy was. I was Joe Torrey, man. I'm talking oh, yeah. know, the, the Oakley shades on the the M frames, yeah. Diet Coke in hand every <laughs> minute of the day, <laughs> like walking around full union. You yeah. have a Dari in the other hand, have a have a have a Dari if he's not on the field, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never took his glasses off. Who knows why? I mean, he probably smashed uh, himself every night yeah. <laughs> on on the on the Blood shot eyes. Yeah, after the after the the carton of diet coke was done, straight onto the onto the uh onto the cans. Yeah, <laughs> streaks. It's probably yeah. There's probably a couple. Collar, straight into yeah, the probably collar beam. cans. I know. Now it all makes sense, mate. There's probably a bit of beam in that in that camp. But but Duffy, yeah, mate, exactly. it, Duffy was a super coach, mate. This guy was legit. Yeah. Like he just like I said, the Joe Tory. Anyway, so yeah. here we are. We always want to impress Duffy. You know what I mean? Like that was always yeah. a thing. Finally, yeah. we're playing against we're playing against Central Coast, and they had a gun side. They had Ricky Dodman, like hair down to his shoulders, just throwing absolute fuel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had like, you know, they had a stud team that they hit bombs, yeah. or whatever. Well, next yeah. thing you know, we, we we're playing against Central Coast in the Coasties Cup, and and we, we we get ahead. All of a sudden, we're about to win. Sure enough, yeah. you know, all the parents down the line in the deck chairs, but they were screaming, carrying on. Well, we win the yeah. game, right? So we're amped, yeah, yeah. excited, get out to left field. And we're waiting. We, you know, you go, go down on one knee, as you do. You do that in the States as well. Oh, yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah. Waiting for Duffy to come over and give the big speech. Like, basically tell us how amazing we are. Just like, just kind of yeah. similar to Joe Madden. You know, when he spoke to you blokes after you won the American League Championship, pretty much the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he comes Duffy rolling over, Diet Coke, you know. It's yeah. like the, end, end, the the bottomless Diet Coke in hand. I don't think he had a, a smoke and a cigarette in the other hand, but shades on, rolls over to us, and we're all just wide-eyed, you know, waiting. Yeah. Like, what's Duffy going to say to us? He's going to be so proud of us. We're in a semicircle. He rolls yeah. over to us. He's like, and we're waiting. This is going to be an epic speech. He rolls yeah, yeah. Over, and there's parents standing around, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's crowded. Yeah, for all you kids of... All you 12-year-olds listen to this right now, cover your ears. But he comes over, he's like, oh, well, fellas, winners are grinners and losers can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then just walked off, got his car and drove back to Newcastle. We're like, oh, okay. Like, kind of gave the slow clap. Yeah. Like, all right. And then one of the dads had to step in and go, hey, good good job, fellas. Yeah, good on you. Thanks, yeah. Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> it was epic. I'll never forget it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Serious, Duffy, I wonder That's what good. he's up to now. Nah, Maybe- mate. What a- I thought you you're gonna do a uh, Shane Barclay story, mate, or something like that. Mate, oh, buckets. Hey, buckets. He was around he was, for a while up that way. He has, and, and he made a little resurrection. He was coaching the the uh, Blue Sox last year when. Uh, oh, really? To, yeah, shout out to Adam Dobb, who was who was um, running the show last couple of years. But but buckets yeah. made it made a comeback. He was always that guy. We're from the same hometown, and I was yeah. always like, oh, buckets is like the dude yeah. because he's doing big things, you know, down in yeah. Sydney, or he's coaching like a you know, state team or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, I remember if the Buckets, mate, if he's listening, yeah. I remember getting in the car as a high school kid and he was coaching like a Claxon Shield team, right? Yeah. Remember the Claxon Shield? Oh, yeah, 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 the Claxon Shield, yeah. 
Yeah, so so I'm a high school kid, and I started. Yeah. This is when like all of a sudden scouts and stuff were starting to pay attention. I think I was 17 years old. And he's called yeah. me and goes, "Hey, I need a lefty to face lefties." You know, like off <laughs> on the Gold Coast, I was like, "Damn, dude, like this is big time." All like you know, older yeah. guys. So he, I'd ride down in the car with him to training down in Sydney. You know, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, crush, crush Nando's on the way home, Nando's chicken. But it's just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it was nothing but Jimmy Buffett. Down and back, mate. And I was like, who is this Jimmy uh, Buffett character? That uh, was Buckets. Yeah, Buckets is good bloke. Now, I don't know if Duffy was the most inspirational coach on the planet, but who were some of yeah. your, your big inspirational coaches when you were a kid? Uh, I mean, geez, mate, I, I had my dad there the whole time. You know, he was always coaching me, you know, just in club ball and then hills and then state teams. He'd, he'd be there all the time. So um, dad was always around. And then, you know, you had um, Peter Warboys. He's dude, he's still kicking around. He's still kicking around, yeah. He's, yeah, he's still, mate. He's. I, I saw him uh, in January, just hanging out. We had, yep. we had an event um, next year, new with all the with these you know kids who were trying to get to college and everything else. But there's Pete Warboys rocking up. I had a great chat with him. Still, yeah. still doing his thing, mate. Yeah. Did your yeah. parents, were, your mum and dad, were they able to come watch playoff games? Um, you know what? I don't think they ever saw playoff games. They saw some regular season games. But I don't think they were ever able to come and watch playoff games. There, there has been so many times throughout my career. I'm like, oh, man, like I just wish people from Australia could see this, like your friends and yeah. family, you know. It's so yeah. far away. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of gets, you know, hidden a little bit, I suppose, because, you know, back in Australia, baseball's not huge, obviously, right? Yeah. So if you're not playing cricket or rugby or whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's sort of hidden. Yeah. You get back home and people, you know, you're in the World Series or whatever and people, you know, they wouldn't even have a clue. They wouldn't even know what you did, you know. But grand final, if you played for Penrith, who just won the grand final over South Sydney, which I'll throw that in there, in a blinder, absolute blinder of a grand final, <laughs> 14 to 12, mate. I mean, it was it was neck and neck the whole way. It was a great game. But the uh, the old Panthers, well-deserved win there. Right. But, I um, mean, if you were playing for the Penrith Panthers, mate, you're a superstar back home yeah. now. You're, you're doing, buddy, uh ads for you know king g's and, and the whole nine you know any any <laughs> clothing or whatever the lows <laughs> yeah lows you know you'll be on you'll be on telly you know for the next couple of months mate i would always do that i'm glad you brought that up i'd always do the token like nbn news like jimmy callinan would come out and say oh you know you go i'll oh, come out well, let's go to the field you can have a chuck and we'll throw it on the telly but fair enough no in australia people you know for the most don't part, really don't take know. notice they don't take notice and whatever. Yeah. So they're not baseball fans. But at the same yeah. time, you, there's always that for me, man. There's always that burning thing. Maybe because I grew up in Newcastle. Maybe because everyone at school just, you know, thought yeah. baseball was just a, you know, bunch of softies, you know. So I always, always tried so hard to get any kind of recognition for anything I did. Yeah. I'm screaming out for it. And no one gave a rat's ass. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, mate, it, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, you get little bit spurts here and there, but. I don't know. Maybe that's why we're we're still here in the states. Who knows? Because you yeah. know, you, you just you just know that the sport that we're in and the sport that we love, it's followed so much here and it's so so much loved. It's the, you know, for us to stay here, we get to continue that you know passion that we have for it and that following. You know what I mean? It's so funny too. Like I follow you know NBN in Newcastle and Alex Wells um, got to the big leagues this year. So you oh, follow yeah. along with just like the way they like, um, talk about it. Like I'll never forget, like, um, <laughs> like, I think Jimmy Callan was asking me questions. He was the local guy, Jimmy Callan. He was a guy. Yeah. In Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, he goes, Oh, so, um, 
you know, the, the, is the softball still kicking on right now? Mate? <laughs> 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 like the softball. Can't even get the game right. He's he's uh, like oh, I'm I'm like he goes oh sorry man I'm in baseball you know it's always yeah. the same like um yeah so he had a bit of an injury mate so you, what you hyperextended your elbow is that what you said <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like it's just like it's at that it gets to that point where it's just like mate don't worry about it you know yeah, it's like what what's the score in the cricket <laughs> yeah exactly it's so funny yeah. mate like and you go down you do these trees I don't know how it was for you but you go I'd go down to Mayfield you know Boomerangs Field and do these cheesy like you know when I'm throwing and like glove up here yeah. next to me it's just, it was just, yeah, it was yeah can you hold your glove up a bit high mate so can <laughs> <baseball. laughs> just hold the ball out in front like this can you just hold it like that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah right there mate I, I did a couple of things actually with the West Tigers I um the, the telly came out they put it all over because you I mixed it in with the Tigers you know yeah once you, once you mix it in with, with another sport like rugby league now you get a, a, a better platform. So for it was, sure. was kind of good to do that. Yeah, it was enjoyable for me too. So that was, that was a bit of fun. They did a good job with that um, in Sydney yeah. 2014 when, when the, the D-backs came out with the, the Dodgers. You know, they mixed in the footy players oh, yeah. and the cricket players. It was smart, man. It was smart yeah. to do that. I, you, played I did on get Sydney, a... you played on the Sydney cricket grounds too, mate. Yeah, which is it was awesome. I, I'm I actually, not going to lie. Yeah, spring training leading into that, and the whole baseball community was out there watching those games. But leading into that, yeah, Paul Goldsmith would come up to me, or, or um, you know, some of these Aaron Hill, like, oh man, we're so ex- everyone's so excited to get to Australia. It's going to be crazy. I'm sitting in the back of my yeah. mind, I'm thinking to myself, probably is not going to be that crazy because I'm thinking, <laughs> myself, no one's going to, no one's going to care. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of nervous. Yeah, and they rock up and everyone. The whole place was a baseball town for a good five days. It was insane, man. It was awesome. yeah. They did a good job of marketing that. That's they good. They did. They smashed it. They they really did. But I did get asked uh, yeah. the first couple of days. I kept getting asked, "Oh, hey, you know, do you follow the footy? You follow cricket?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, yeah. I was giving them the old like, yeah, yeah, absolutely." Yeah. Paramount Eels, my old man, Newcastle Knights, the yeah. Johns brothers, '97, uh, uh, Joey Johns riding a skateboard down King Street, you know, with the, the yeah. can, can in his, in his <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> I gave that whole thing, and then by day three, four, I just kind of, I was being honest. I said, "Hey, like, it's, I don't follow it, man. Like, I'm in the states, like, I barely follow it. I didn't play cricket. I had to keep up. I make it make a dumb comment, man. I never forget. I said, oh, yeah, I found cricket boring when I was a kid, mate. Oh. Offended, like, straight away, like, oh, what? <laughs> well, baseball is yeah. just the same. People were just yeah. oh, blowing up at me. You know? Didn't like it. Didn't like it. No, I was like, yeah. what am I saying, man? Like, I had yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, I've messed it up. I, I I went back there. Um... So MLB sent me down there after that because that was fourteen, wasn't it? Was yeah. it? Yeah, I, I went down there the year um, just after that, actually, like right, a, might have been fifteen or actually right, right at the end of that. Trying to keep uh, that after that, and, and um, yeah, and they uh, had me go around all the different states and whatnot. And they, when I was in New South Wales, they actually took me down to the Sydney Cricket Ground, let me drive the uh, the roller over the pitch. That's right, showed me, and showed me the whole thing. Of how everything went down, and they put the scoreboard on for me to show me like what you guys did, give me a little bit of a taste of it. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was actually actually pretty neat. I was thinking to myself, wow, that was this would have been pretty cool to be here. So that's I was awesome. glad you got to experience that. Yeah, it was great. It, it was a good way yeah. to, to to you know somewhat in in my career, my last year in, in playing uh, baseball. But hey, hey, real quick, a couple I forgot to talk about some of these now playing in Australia growing up. What yeah. were some of the awards, man? You had the best and fairest. You ever yeah. win one of those? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, best and fairest. Got a couple of those at the house. You know, you used to put all the trophies up and then you'd go home, you know, after like yeah. 10 years, you'd be like counting them. 
you get up 30, 40, 50 <laughs> trophies. I don't know where they are. I think they're somewhere at my mum's house in Australia now, tucked away in the shed or something yeah. in a cardboard box. Yeah, he used to love me trophies and me um me medals, you know, from all those oh, different yeah. tournaments. Yeah, the yeah. yeah, the MVP, best in Paris, then you'd have the most improved. <laughs> <laughs> Most improved. Yeah, Emmy had pitcher of the year or fielding. Fielding. No, you had, you had, you had, you had gold, golden arm. Gold yeah, arm. golden arm. <laughs> golden arm, batting award, batting yeah. champion, pitching, uh, fielding, all that stuff. Yeah. Dude, there was one, there was yeah. one, I remember one year, I was like, I don't want to get that award because just like the, 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 Good on you for trying. Highly commended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Highly that, commended award. I'm sitting there going, I don't want to get that. That you know, you, you walk up there and get it, and you just put your head down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go sit back in your seat. <laughs> God. And no offense yeah. too, if, if we're listening to some, um, you know, some kid kids our age, and you get the highly yeah. commended. Hey, very Good commendable. We're just Good on you. Know, back in the day, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome, nah, mate. Man. The kid, the kids back home. It's they're all good. Collect all the trophies because that's what keeps you going, mate. That's what keeps you motivated. I used to love winning trophies. You know what I mean, mate? I'd, I'd look at my wall and see trophies up there. I think, hell yeah, I want to. I'm missing a couple spots. I want to win a couple trophies this year. Absolutely. You know? So go awesome. after them, chase them. It's got to be fun, mate. I was talking about that too. Talking about kids who, when you you know, 13, 14, who were just absolute guns yep. years later, because I was never that good. I, I put it that way, man. I was kind of like a you know sloppy fat kid, you know, walking around kind of chunky. You know what I mean? Didn't throw yeah. hard, whatever. I was a late bloomer. Yeah. I mean, you were a catcher your whole career, but you look at some of these kids and you're yeah. sitting there thinking, oh man, he's a gun. You know, when you're 12 years, old, I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna. He's gonna play first grade. Yeah. <laughs> <For Belmont. laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> and I remember I'd have coaches going, "Hey, listen, guys, if you get a chance to play first grade here at Toronto for the Tigers, I was like, man, maybe that one day that might be me." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, kids yeah. drop out. You know, parents are all over their kids. Kids, you know, smoking bongs when they're sixteen because they've had a gut. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's so crazy looking back, man, because you just never know. You never know what's gonna happen nah. in those crazy, crucial teenage years. You know what I mean? I tell people, you know, I, I probably lost a few friends along the way, but I followed my dreams and stuck to my guns, you know, stay focused. And if you got a dream and you got passion and love for the game, then there's no, I've told people many times, you know, over here in the States, I was like, do you know, Kings only baseball club? They're like, look at me like sideways. Like, no, <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> that's why, that's where I played. And that's where I came up Yeah, in Australia. You know, I'm talking about over on the other side of the, of the world and there's no reason that you sitting here in the states 100 can't get to the big leagues like don't yeah. give me any excuses there's no excuses it's all on you you know so go at it and, and that's it you've got to you've got to you got to want it you know i love it and and again it's you know easy for us to sit here and say that and tell kids that it's not easy when you're that age, man. It's so funny. Uh, I went through some awkward years, year seven or seventh grade, eight, year eight. I was, a, I, I was clueless, like, you know, grumpy little kid, man, because like I just, everyone was big. Everyone's getting big and strong around me, but you're yeah. right, man. It's, it's a, it's a crazy trip. And if, as long as you have people around you who believe in you and, and, and support you and everything yeah. else, but, uh, yeah, this, this is turning into a motivational podcast. I might have to change yeah. the, uh, might have to change the category on Apple. Yeah, well, we, we're here for, we're here for the young, the old, yeah. The restless, we're here for everyone, mate. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs>
Uh, awesome. Hey, by the way, before we got on, we did put a couple clips and I've been asked, <laughs> talking about two hands, I sent you a couple clips. I'm going to have to oh, share yeah. some of them on the social. So make sure you follow the social. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast too. We're having a lot of fun. Interact. There's a Top Step community over at Facebook where you can ask Grant questions, myself questions, uh, or just bring up different topics, whatever you want to talk about. But Grant, it's been fun, man. It was a bit of a, I was asking you to open up the yearbook a little bit on the uh, on the playoffs. And it was great, man. And then I come diving in with a Steve Duff story. So hopefully some kids got some value out of that. <laughs> <laughs> if not, Duffy's sitting back there with his glasses on and a right, and Coke. Like Coke, mate, just going, geez, I got to mention, I'm pretty yeah. happy. Loving it. Big shout out to Steve Duff. Hope he's doing well wherever he is in the world. But uh, Grant, yeah. it's been fun, mate. We'll catch you next week and uh, enjoy watching the playoffs. So we need we need to dive into some of these games too coming up. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I love picking them apart. That's what we get to do these days. You know, we're not we're not yeah. playing anymore, but we get to analyze them and and put ourselves in those guys' shoes where um, where we were a few years back. Fun to watch. Uh, Grant, until next time. Good luck with the boat, mate, and the truck you're trying to sell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyone out there anyone anyone around the world who's listening to this who wants a giant big uh what do you call it like a mini truck or something yeah a custom built freight liner mate it's ready to go there we go it's it's all yours mate give grant yep. a call hit yep. him up on social exactly get yourself a truck awesome mate well have a good afternoon we'll catch you next week champion all right see you buddy take see care